0: You are listening to the Versus Node Replay here on GamerNode.com. Hello and welcome to the Versus Node Replay for June 2010. I am GamerNode Associate Editor... Jason Finelli, and with me, as always, is Editor-in-Chief Air Eddie Insoto. How are you today, <laughs> sir?
1: Hey, what's up? I'm doing great.
0: Doing good. Uh, I heard it took you a very long time to get back home after E3. You finally got in at, what, 11 in the morning Eastern Time or something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. I hung out uh, for <laughs> basically all of Friday and then took a red-eye into Chicago and had a four-hour layover and finally got home at 11 the next morning. That must have been Awesome. Yeah and, mm. well, I mean everything except for the layover really was awesome and uh the layover just sucked.
0: That's cool. That's cool. At least you at least it was somewhat enjoyable, except yeah. for the layover. And then we also have today, um, another one of our representatives at E three two thousand and ten. and One stylin' dude, Dan <laughs> Crabtree. What's up, brother? Oh just still styling. You still know stylin'. how <laughs> <laughs> do you kid me? I'm a... I'm intrigued to hear more about your drunken midnight vaunt, uh, vaunt into Hollywood. Oh, yes. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you guys
0: couldn't get back at the party and you're like, screw it, we're going oh, to yeah. a Hollywood hookah bar. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: that's what we do in uh, L.A. <laughs> <in> Boil.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, okay, this is June 2010. We have two facets to work on today. We have the games of June 2010, which is not a very long list. And then we have this little event that everyone talks about called E3 that happens every year. This year it was June 15 to 17, two weeks ago as of this recording. Um, and needless to say, a lot went down, so yes. there was a lot to talk about. That I assume we should talk about the games first because, like I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about, and then we will get into the show. So here is a brief overview of June 2010's game selection. June 1st, Alpha Protocol. June 8th, Rock Band Green Day, Tiger Woods 2011, Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker. June 15th, Toy Story 3, June 22nd, Transformers War for Cybertron. And yesterday, June 29th, Singularity, Naughty Bear, Lego Harry Potter, Years 1 through 4, and uh, Sin and Punishment Star Successor. Uh, Eddie, let's start with you. What of those games did you try? What did you like? What did you not
1: Um, The funny thing about June is, if we're talking about the games that we played, basically most of the games that I think most of us played were previews at E3. Yep. (laughs) But um, I managed to play a little bit of a few things uh, and some old stuff. So I I started Alpha Protocol, which feels like uh, a sort of last-gen game with this-gen ideas. (laughs) <laughs> with with current gen concepts um so it has some some good ideas like in terms of the the dialogue options um, and uh, the way that you i don't know sort of build relationships based on the way that you converse um i, I honestly didn't play a whole lot of it because it, it's it's kind of annoying at times uh, in terms of just the play control, things like that. But, I, like, I could see myself liking it, um, but not saying that it's uh, a triple-A title <laughs> by, by any stretch of the imagination.
2: Is, is the dialogue like anything like Mass Effect?
1: It is kind of like Mass Effect, um, but instead of having basically the, the three... Uh, options being, you know, good guy, neutral guy, bad guy, and then, like, the other ones on the side that delve further into the conversation, you basically choose the tone of your response. Like, one button is always going to be sort of aggressive and pushy. The other one's going to sort of, like, try to be smooth and suave. And the last one is like straight up professional. And then you can do one more, which kind of ends the conversation with either an action or like a closing statement that kind of cuts everything right where it is. So it's kind of cool, but I don't know. Sometimes uh, what I think is going to be suave or what I think is going to be like an aggressive response is not what I get when I press the button. So I'll be a little bothered by what he says and wish that I pressed something else because I didn't like <laughs> the way that he decided to talk to whoever he's talking to. And each time you say something, well, maybe not each time, but on occasion when you say something, you'll affect the relationship with the person that you're talking to. And it's really annoying when they dislike you and you're trying to like, get them to like you. <laughs> so. yeah, I,
0: can do that. I just remember seeing something um, about the whole love interests of alpha protocol. Like there's one where you are, <laughs> you're strapped to a table and this one woman comes in, sees you like that and basically takes advantage of you. Nice. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw that. I haven't it, gotten it, that it, far it, yet. It, it's, it's, the, it's the creepy Russian woman with the beret. Uh huh. Oh, oh. Okay. I don't know her name, but she like she sees you and she's like, "Well, while we're here," uh, I and mean, your your choice is get off me or might as well.
1: Suave. I would go suave on that one all the way. <laughs> I don't know what the response is, but it would be suave. Might as well. Yep. That's probably <laughs> the one. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, You're going to have to unbutton my pants, though, because I can't yeah. reach them strapped in.
0: Kind of uh, do a table. <laughs> uh, but I'd heard that – I'd also heard that Alpha Protocol, and I, I guess you kind of said that with say, calling it last-gen, was a bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Would well,
1: you say that? Um, I wouldn't say that it's underwhelming simply because I didn't expect a whole lot from it. Like, I, I guess uh, everything is colored by your expectation, but um, – I don't know. It it works. Like I can play it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. know what what that says about the game. I
0: had a friend. I had a friend. I had a friend of mine who rented it, um, and then twenty minutes later took it back. Oh wow. He's like.
1: Yeah, I would definitely give this this it. I would give it more more love than that.
0: <laughs> he said he he said he heard the the main character speak once, and he was just like, "Nope, done." Really? Next. Yeah. Wow. He said the voice acting was that horrible, he just couldn't deal with it.
1: Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't think the voice acting was that horrible. Well,
0: that's good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just because he's skewed, or I don't know. But, hey, to each oh. his own, right? Yeah. Um, how about you, Dan? What you playing over there?
2: Um, right now, I'm playing one thing that you actually didn't mention, because it's
0: frizzle-free.
2: I've been playing the Outlaws to the End, the Red Dead co-op expansion oh you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i heard about that yeah which was awesome that it was free it's like hey thanks rockstar that's really nice of you um but it's it's a lot of fun i mean you can pretty much do co-op stuff already online uh if you just form a posse and roll around with people and do missions but this is like they have preset missions like one of them you go on the river and you take out a bunch of banditos and have to destroy the supply crates and then get back on the river. So it it's just sort of like choreographed missions that you can do with like 2 to 4 people and get a whole bunch of experience for it. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's not anything different. If you've played Red Dead Redemption, then it's the same mechanics, the same areas in the game. There's no new areas or anything like that, but it's just kind of a nice um I don't know uh, option to play
0: different, a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Well, um,
1: Red Dead's kind of cool in general, so I guess it's not yeah. really a bad idea to have more. As, are yeah, the are the missions diverse? Like, are they really unique compared to what you've seen they are. previously?
2: Well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like a huge step away from what you already do in the main game, um, but it is. They are diverse. Okay. Um, for example, one of them is a herding mission. So, like, you have to herd cattle, and along the way, you kill wrestlers and whatever. Um, I hate the herding
1: mission.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's really the, the lamest one. And then the coolest one is you're in uh, the town of Tesoro Azul, and you're basically just getting bombarded from cannons, like, on all sides by the Mexican army, and you have to, like, go up on the ridge and, like, take them out and then fire back at them with the cannons. So, I don't know. It's it's definitely a good mix of things. For me, it really just extended the life of the game a little bit,
0: right. which I like. Goddamn Mexican army.
2: <laughs> Always getting in the way with their cannons. God damn it. <laughs> They're sombreros. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um and I'm also playing another free game, although it's not really a whole game now that uh, Real Time Worlds has cracked a case on the uh on the unlimited time for their demo, the Crackdown Two demo. Which is a lot of fun, but um I guess I'll let Eddie talk about his experiences with Crackdown before I get into that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I did start playing Crackdown uh, a little bit this month, the first one. But um, what
0: about you, Jason? What did what have you been playing? we Will come back um, to me. This this month has been a lot of me playing things that came out a long time ago. As I was telling Dan earlier, I'm replaying all the Phoenix Rights again. I don't know why. Maybe it's some kind of karma thing that they'll put them in Marvel Cap 3. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm on the th- I, I'm I'm in the middle of the third game now. But as far as what came out in June, um, Sin and Punishment, Star Successor for the Wii. What I, the only way I can really describe it is a beautiful clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's beautiful in that it's fun to play. It's a cool rail shooter. It's a it's, um, lot, lot of things going on, a lot of things to shoot at. A, de- a good story. The voice acting's a little suspect, as, as are the emotions while speaking, but that's that's he- either here nor there. Um, I find myself really, really getting into this game because – here comes the clusterfuck part – there's so much going on that it's impossible. It's so friggin' hard to like get a, uh, a really good, really, really good score. The way it works is the higher streak, like, like kill streak that you have without getting hit, the higher your multiplier for a score goes. But here's the thing. For every, say you're at 9, at, at 9.0, you have to kill 10 enemies to get to 9.3. If you get hit once, you go from 10 to 9, or 9 to 8. Mm. So it's 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 very, very hard to maintain your multi, your multiplier. Like, oh, I, I finally got to 10, and it's also as if the game knows, oh shit, he's a 10, kill him. Because, <laughs> yeah. hate very that. Very first stage. I, I didn't complete the first stage yet. I've died three times, and I'm on normal difficulty. What? Yeah, it's, it's well, retarded.
1: Um, it's like Ikaruga style.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's the same people, too, I think. Treasure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I finally got the 10 multiplier. Finally got there. And then I got hit, like, six times. I was at four. I'm like, fuck! It's bullshit! But I really am impressed with it. I It's awesome. It's making me want to go buy the first one on the virtual console mm-hmm. and try it or play it and see how it compares. Yeah, I wonder
1: how different they would be.
0: Yeah, because it's... it's crazy crazy and and definitely something that if you're into like crazy rail shooters it's not as it's not as as fun as say like star fox 64 is my all-time favorite rail shooter it there's a lot more going on than that so
1: um, so wait is it is it on a completely fixed rail or do you have some sort of motion available to, you have you can move around
0: you know, it, it's on a fixed rail but you can you're basically floating around the screen so you can move anywhere on the screen that you like
1: okay so you're just being pushed forward through the level essentially okay
0: okay but there are also parts where there is ground but you can and you can land on the ground and walk mm-hmm. side to side to avoid attacks okay. but yes essentially it's it's you being pushed through the level which all the levels look great for the way there's, there's some damn good graphics going on. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's fun, but if you have hair, prepare to lose it because you're going to pull it out.
2: Well, there's no shame in playing it on Easy. Right? Yeah, no. but apparently even
0: that's a little <laughs> difficult. Really? Yeah, yes. yeah th- these people love torturing their, their fans, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah. but don't get me wrong, it, difficulty is not a deterrent it's great i highly recommend that everyone play it
2: everyone Nine. everywhere every, every single, single
0: person <laughs> stop listening stop Just listening turn us off go put no sorry go buy it go play it <laughs> jason you're fired sorry <laughs> it's right. <That's> worth it <laughs> that? oh i'm yeah. fired i guess I'll, go, guess I'll go leave and play sin and punishment then huh
1: oh no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i'm playing singularity right now uh like right now I'm actually getting killed. Um, oh no! I don't know if that's bad practice. Stop, Jenny! Stop game. that! Stop <laughs> that.
2: What? Um, It's the same
0: thing. Yeah, it's, it's probably not good to admit you're playing video games <laughs> while podcasting. <laughs> but then again, it could be like a a live account of what you think of the game. So, what do you think of the game?
1: Um. Well so far I'm again I'm not very far into the game but it kind of makes me think of BioShock a lot like it f- has that feeling I'm in a you're on this island uh called Katorga 12 uh it's basically this old Russian settlement where they had a research facility for um a new element that was discovered on the island and they were using it uh as part of like their Cold War preparations and there was apparently this big uh disaster that happened there killed everybody and um now it's sort of like this ghost town so you go there and um you you have that same sense of uh exploring almost like an archaeological site trying to figure out what was going on because you know how like rapture was totally preserved at, at the point of its destruction that's kind of like the feeling you get from running around Katorga 12, so uh, that that's always kind of cool. And what makes it even more uh, interesting is that there are these little flashbacks, because apparently this element and the singularity tower on the island had the ability to uh, affect the properties of time so I called it Chrono Shock in an earlier tweet. But uh <laughs> but you see you see these little like holographic uh, flashbacks of things that happened back at some point in history between then and now. But I don't know, in general it's it's like not the tightest shooter in the world, but I I'm interested in the story and in the way that You know, you you explore the... I just died. And the way that you explore what's going on. Um, So I look forward to playing more. I I guess that's all I could really say. But if I had to... Alright, so uh, I apologize for that emergency broadcast sound. But shortly after the podcast was recorded, I continued to play Singularity. And the game did something that was really unforgivable, and I ended up just quitting playing the game, since I didn't have to review it or anything. So, um, I had a whole assault rifle, as well as my trusty sidearm, which was really cool, like a revolver sort of thing, but, um, I died and I reloaded, and, uh, the autosave system, the autosave only system, no option for manual save at all, um, it placed me somewhere, where not only not only did it put me somewhere where there was no ammo available and I was about to fight a large group of enemies, but somehow it forgot that I was packing this fat assault rifle, so I had to go into this room with zero bullets. Um, for my little handgun, unless one of the random item spawns happened to be some ammo, which it only was a couple of times. I tried it multiple times and died multiple times, but I had to try to knife the shit out of these guys for, like, an hour, and, I mean, something like this happened to me in Prince of Persia, where, the newest Prince of Persia, the Forgotten Sands, where I, um, had fallen down a a really large uh, gap and ended up in an earlier area of the level and couldn't progress forward. But at least in that game, again, with autosave only, sucks. Don't do that, developers. I was able to fix it by going into my memory management. Singularity? No. No. I was fucked. So fuck that game. If I had to tell someone either yeah, try it out or don't try it out, right now I'd say it's probably worth trying out because it's already done some cool things. Like one of the first things I did um, was you get there and they tell you about this guy who died. He was a very important researcher. And they mention that twice in two different either recordings or notes. And then you go to this like flashback section where it puts you back in time at the time of this disaster and you're going through the building and you actually save him and then when you go you flash back to the present things are different like there's a whole different story there's a different statue where you're standing like instead of Stalin it's this other guy who became a world leader after that so what you do affects um, how history has played out so I could see a lot of cool stuff going on with that. But again, I'm still really, really, really early on.
0: That's cool. That, that's yeah. Like they, what you do in the past can actually affect the future.
2: So I, I feel like I remember there being either Nazis or KGB. It sounds like we're talking Russian. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um. I guess Russian soldiers will be here eventually. Right now, I'm fighting these weird mutant things. <laughs>
0: Mutants.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there there are also mutant things. So.
0: Well, do, they, do, they all, do, they, do they seem like they fit in place, these mutants, with singularity? Or is it like Uncharted, where both games together just throw in random mutants? Oh, no,
1: no, no. This actually like kind of makes sense, because they, they let you in on it from the beginning. It's not like, and they're mutants! No. <laughs> it's, um, it's that the element, actually, uh, when people come in contact with it, it sort of uh, corrupts them, I guess, at the genetic level or something. I don't know. Okay, It, it like, turns them.
2: No, that happened to a friend of mine, so I
1: know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well I guess, you know, it's it's
0: radioactive material.
2: Yeah, so don't make fun of it. It's not funny, guys.
0: Right. No. no. Here's a question. Did, <laughs> did anyone play Rock Band Green Day? No. I didn't think so. No, uh, I don't have stuff for it. I just wanted to throw that out there. It, it it's essentially I I played it for like a song or two. It's essentially, guess what? Rock band with Green Day in it. <laughs> all
1: you, it's yeah, all you that need makes to sense.
0: know. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you when you're talking about
1: rock band, that's all you really need to say. This is what rock band is, and this is the music that you'll be playing.
0: Yep. I Simple as that. And these are the things that you'll be seeing. Rock band three, which we Ooh, got. A- that's a little later. Yeah. Sister Mercury over there. <laughs> a little tease for later in the podcast for all the people that took- <laughs> played Sin and Punishment. Yeah, nice. very nice. Dan, was there anything else from this month that you played before we move on to the show? Um, you know what? I went back and I
2: played – this This is real bizarre because I, I was just on vacation and long car rides and that sort of thing. So I had my DS with me, and I was playing um, Final Fantasy Tactics A2, The Grimoire of the Rift. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That is the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I played it like halfway through before whenever it came out, like – couple of years ago and i just finished it it's a uh, don't know i i kind of miss like those final fantasy tactics games so i like going back to them every now and then
1: nice cool. always fun but, i just downloaded all of the xcom games for like three dollars on steam on so steam? i'm ready for some tactics
0: action yeah. until a first person shooter comes out and it's weird Mm-hmm. Everything about XCOM is then weird to you. You might as well play it now while it's still fresh and, and good in your mind. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I tried Transformers. Same. I should say that I did try Transformers or Gearsformers, as I like to call it. Oh, okay. Um, not quite, not quite a rip, not quite as much of a rip as Gears Theory or Quantum Gears. Yes. <laughs> um, which we'll talk about later. But it's it's. I have to say, what what I love about it is it's like playing the cartoon. Uh-huh. They all have the over exaggerated tough guy voices like Megatron, get to the station, that kind of thing. <laughs> They all have it. It's well, awesome. Uh, it's literally like playing episodes of the cartoon, and that part is awesome. Um the combat is fluid. The the, the it's it's a really sound game. It it Transformers fans, um, they they've probably already made love to their disc. That's how awesome <laughs> it is. It's easily the best transformers game of this of this generation maybe ever Mm -hmm. um easily it's like it's like how batman was revived in game world by arkham asylum transformers have been revived by war for cybertron now i'm not saying it's going. (laughs) i'm not saying it's going to compete for game of the year okay i was going to
1: say that's saying a lot to say that
0: compared uh, to arkham asylum but as, as far as um franchise revitalization i think war for cybertron does a great job not to mention if you've seen the credits online um Stan Bush sings the credits. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, you who know Stan Bush is, right? No. No? I'm blank on that one. You ever saw the Transformers movie in the '80s? No. What the, the matter with you two? Go look it up, you, you monsters. I've deprived children. Of you. That's a great segue. <laughs> oh, that is a great segue. That is a great
1: segue. So, so who, who saw the Portal Two demo at E3? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, who- who wasn't supposed to see it,
2: but saw it anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Who saw it on the plane home because the person they sat next to recorded the entire thing without everybody oh, okay. like This oh, wow. guy. Awesome. Um, holy shit, that game blew my mind. And you didn't even play it. I didn't even play it. Was was it was in A game I did not play was in consideration for my game of the show. Wow. That's how good it was. Did you like Wheatley? Or was that his name? Yeah, Wheatley. He's fun. I like him a lot. At first, I was
1: kind of pissed off when I saw, like, another spoken voice character. But after, like, three sentences, I was like, oh, no, he's all right. He's kind of funny. Everyone in the room was laughing.
0: I like the part where you're walking by the turret, and he's like, no, not right now. Thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I feel like...
0: This is
2: a creative way to to add in something a little different and to not just, like, rehash more Gleda's. Not that we are by any means tired. Of Gladys, but right. uh, I, th- I thought it was a, a giving you personality cubes allowed them
0: to do a lot with it, which I thought mm-hmm. was cool. If if anyone who's listening hasn't noticed, we move on to E three.
1: Yeah, um, we skipped we- over some uh, some old games of June. Yeah, <laughs> cause but, they don't belong.
0: Cause, well, here's <laughs> the problem: coming out in a in a month where this event happens, you're screwed. You're damned before you even
1: start. Right. So I think Google, everyone, like developers and publishers, they just kind of avoid it. Publishers avoid right. uh, publishing games at this point. Like,
0: like Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods came out the week before. So everyone was like, oh, no one wants to play that game with that guy who cheated on his wife. They want to talk about the week before E3. <laughs> but yeah, but see, the games like Tiger Woods and Green Day, they were all overshadowed by E3 pre-hype. Right. And then Transformers, which was a good game, but might go under the radar because of the E3 post-hype. Right. So developers, avoid June. Yeah. June, 7th, June 7th through nine, two 2011 is not a good idea to plan your next release. No. Don't do it. E3 was very good to us, and hopefully we were good to it. We all saw a lot of very good things, a lot of things that we were kind of hesitant about. But all in all, it was very successful. Let's start with Dan. Dan, right. your E3 highlights. C Vu play. Oh, man. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, I love Dead Space to begin with So Dead Space 2 It was the first thing we saw on the first day Awesome Looks really really action packed um, I, I don't really know what else to say about it Besides the same kind of deal Same kind of stuff But it just looks There's, there's like a lot of on-rails segments That look like Die Hard times 10
1: Yeah Nice 8. Yeah. That's kind of what I noticed, was um, they do a lot more of that mixture of of control and revoking control from the player. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like, in the first one, when you get grabbed by that tentacle and it's dragging you down the hall and you have to shoot it, so you still have a, your freedom to aim and to, like, free yourself, but you don't have freedom of motion. They do – it seems like there's more of that, judging from uh, the E3 trailer, which, yeah. of course, is the most – exciting parts of the game, but, you know. <laughs> I spoke to oh, yeah. one of the developers for for quite a while while I was playing a different game at a different publisher's booth, but he said that, that they did try to do more of that.
0: Wait, you spoke to a Dead Space guy at a different booth?
1: Yeah, we were playing uh, Legends, what was it, Warriors, Legends of Troy. Legends
0: of Troy, a, Troy. a, a tech mom. Yeah. So Dead Space, would you say that's your game of the show, Dan, or do you not want to say that yet? Oh, I I honestly don't even know how to pick a game of the show.
2: Also, Portal Two looked amazing. Um, what what was that? Lucas Arts um, Force Unleashed Two, that also looked really good. Uh, it looks like they have fixed sort of the what I would call the clunkiness of the first one. Um, made it more streamlined, so I like that. Um, also, Homefront. I hadn't heard about Homefront before, and the demo didn't really it, it, the um, Eyes on demo didn't really show us that much, but I'm definitely intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie can probably talk about that more because I feel like he saw this last year as well. But um, it t- sound wise, it was really incredible. Um, also, uh, atmospheric. They, they had what, what was it they called the "Why We Fight"
1: segments? Yeah,
2: um, where it was like this is why we're hiding from North Koreans in this backyard and it was it was really cool.
1: They do a lot of good narrative things to sort of introduce you to the background of the just the the game setting. Like you'll you'll walk through one of the little settlements and you'll see little signs up like to keep no lights after dark. Um it shows you the way that they have uh trees and like big tarps shrouding their entire uh, residential area so that they're hidden from the, what it is, the Korean occupation of the United States, which in itself is, um, ludicrous. Sort of unprecedented in a game. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't see a lot of games that, that really take it, take the war home. I mean, that's their tagline, home is where the war is. But, like, yeah. uh, Modern Warfare 2 did that a little, a little bit. But this is like a full-on occupation, turning basically all civilians into people like fighting for their freedom. And I think that was a lot of the point: that you're not um, military personnel in home front; you're someone trying to survive in this uh, horrible t- dystopian future. You know?
2: Yeah, cinematically, that was action-packed. It was like the the mortars explode like in the wrong place, and they're all like. Da, da, da and then they're running through and there's like people burning and cars are flying everywhere and I, there must have been like 3 or 4 car explosions in that one point where you're just like walking through the wreckage and yes. then it's like oh no now you got to get this javelin missile it's like action packed to the max
1: we give it four car
0: explosions
1: out of 5 <laughs> <laughs> I um
0: I had a moment like that at the uh, Spec Ops demo all right Spec Ops the line um,
1: Which I know nothing
0: about, so this will it's, be good. It's, it's, it's another war game set in Dubai. There was a giant sandstorm that basically obliterated the city. But people survived, and you know, they're, they're trying to turn it into some kind of like anarchist uh, martial law type of place. Um, there's one scene where you're going through like a little tunnel, and you you come out of the tunnel, and you look, and it was like a street. And there's a bunch of streetlights going down this highway, and every single streetlight has a body hanging from it. Yes. By its neck. And you're just like, ugh. And then Nolan North says, this is disgusting. And you're like, Nathan Drake? <laughs> and, <laughs> but it, it was it was very powerful. One thing that Spec Ops does very well is sand physics. mm. Like, there's one, I guess you kind of have to if it's a sandstorm, but there's one uh, battle that we saw where the guy was fighting. There was, like, a a fort set up where there was, like, two posts holding up a wooden plank with a net on it, and that was holding the sand up. Mm -hmm. So he shot the wooden post, which brought everything down and just buried the guy in sand. Oh, nice. But the sand fell as it would normally fall. It just kind of, like, fell and then spread out little bit kicked up but it was it was very very realistic and then at the very end of the demo you see finally the the, the sergeant that you're looking for and this kind of shows the whole morality choice thing that people like to talk about you can either shoot the guy right then or shoot shoot the captors right then and try your best to save him or listen to the conversation wait and see how it plays out and if they're going to shoot him, then react, or if they don't shoot him, just follow them. And the, the, the way it ended leaves it up to interpretation because you the, he decided to kill the general guy. Then they jump down and start the, the gun battle. They turn around, and another soldier is holding the hostage with the gun to his head and then the white screen and the gunshot. So you don't know if, if you reacted in time or if he shot the general. You don't know. Mm. You don't know. If he shot the captive, I'm sorry. It was – Awesome, like I was very impressed. You're excited? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, when I saw it during the Spike Awards when they first re, uh, revealed it, I thought it was very interesting. But seeing it in action was very, very intriguing. It's, it's something definitely I'm going to look forward to more, more so than I thought. Nice. So
1: sand physics, huh? Yeah.
0: Sand. Well, sand.
1: Th- speaking of sand,
0: sand is uh, the new water.
1: I saw a game called Journey.
0: Okay. From- <laughs> I
2: knew it was going there. From,
1: was her thing? <laughs> Segway. from from that game company, um, Genova Chen was giving a presentation. You know, they made uh, Flow and Flower, and um, well, you're in a desert. And best first name
0: in gaming. Sorry, Genova. yeah, Genova.
1: So you're you're in a desert. And um there's sand, and that's about all I'm going to say on the podcast because I'm simply not articulate enough to describe this game as we discovered <laughs> four or five times during E3. Yeah. But I do have a preview up at on GamerNode, so check that out. And it just, see- just
0: says desert and sand. It says nothing <laughs> else. <laughs>
1: you'll see what I think of it. But the last few times I tried to explain this game, I utterly failed. Fell on my face. So. Uh, Dan, what what else did you like that you saw on
2: the show? <laughs> nice way to put it off on me. Um, You know, I was actually just looking at this new thing for Fable 3. I played Fable 3, and I liked it, Um, but it was awfully similar to Fable 2. Um, and the new thing that I just saw, which is a little bit alarming, I think, is that they're going to be releasing Fable 3 in episodes. It says, hmm... They give away the first chapter for free, which is like an hour, and then you reach a certain point in the game. What is going on in
1: the background over
2: here? I don't
0: know. <laughs> I hear that too. I don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> Someone's munching crunching on some rock candy.
1: I thought that it was like someone shaking a spray paint can, and I thought someone was playing APB.
2: <laughs> well, either way, apparently Fable 3 is going to be episodic, so it's. I don't know how I feel about that. But it was it was a fun game. Probably uh, the the best part about it was the way that you could interact with people, which is fairly similar to the way that you did in Fable 2. But um, sort of the bad track, it was like if you it, – it, it, es, it escalates as you interact more with people. So like I made fun of this woman by calling her chicken and then I farted in her face <laughs> and, and then I slapped her around and rode her like a rodeo cowboy. Nice. Yes, yeah, so it was a good good escalation there, and I'm sure you could go the other direction with being really nice about it. But
1: that's just yeah. Not sure. that's so, but you- but realistically, I don't know. The way I felt about Fable Two was that it was a lot of going into a town and doing a bunch of gestures and getting people to like me, and then everyone kind of liked me at the end. And I don't know what the focus is really in the new Fable. Like, is there more game there to play, or is it a lot of like? follow the, the breadcrumb trail slash a couple of times and then go back and do it again.
2: You know, that's a great question. In the segment that I played, it was in a town where you followed a breadcrumb trail. A breadcrumb <laughs> breadcrumb trail. <laughs> 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 that's breadcrumb right, to slip. Um, but yeah, it, it was exactly what you were talking about. It's not very different, not anything new, not a lot of game to it. Um, just sort of showing off the mechanics
1: uh huh.
2: I don't know. it's a good question. I also want to know how they're going to integrate, connect. They, uh Maloney still hasn't revealed that. He's been talking it up for like a year now, being like, "No, this is going to be the most revolutionary thing in gaming." And like,
0: huh. Bet you it's but, the make love scenes.
1: It's just you get you probably get to do the gestures or something. Well, yeah, considering that's it, like what they're showing, that's like what they're focusing on. You know? Yeah.
2: In an interview, he was saying like. How powerful would it be if you had to save someone from a well by actually reaching out and grabbing them? That would be good. So, cool. I, I don't really know what that means, but it means something.
1: I mean, that would be, that would be better than going in and doing the pelvic thrust like a thousand <laughs> times.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. Definitely.
1: What I'd like to see integrated is like a real map and tra- paths between areas as opposed to just a disjointed mess of a world. Oh, yeah, um, I don't know if anyone else feels the same way, but I kind of felt a little strongly about that. <laughs> like it just really bothered me in fable too. I think oh, the yeah. first fable didn't have that the first fable had a world that you traveled through and it was cohesive and like made sense, and that was great. But the second one was a lot of just, like, bouncing around from place to place that could have been connected or could have been on opposite ends of the world, for all you knew.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's um, With this whole news about it being episodic, I don't have a lot of faith for a fairly contiguous world.
0: Right, exactly. Well, speaking of that, this is a question I wanted to ask you guys. Was there anything at E3 that disappointed you? Anything you were like, oh, cool, and then you went... Uh, oh, easily. Medal of Honor, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, well,
2: actually, I was just at my friend's house playing it last night and playing the um, beta, uh, which is essentially the same thing that you can play at E3. It's just one one multiplayer map. and um, The one cool thing that you can do that that is a little bit different from other games is that if you play as the um, uh, whatever indiscriminate Arab nation it's supposed to be, if Taliban. you play as that if you play as a Taliban, one of the classes you actually get IEDs and you could throw those out and they're kinda of just like C four, but it, I I just thought that was a creative way to do that. Aside from that, it is Call of Duty, it is Battlefield, it is every other shooter you've played with a modern twist. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no different. It handles just about the same, same guns, same kinda of like loadout system. You can customize your weapons as you upgrade you know get more points and that sort of thing not not terribly revolutionary so i i'm hoping that the uh single player is what really pulls it through and makes it a, a different game but they haven't really revealed much of that true
0: true that that's uh that's, that's that's a shame because i had a lot of hope for that i was kind of hoping it would come out and be a uh a call of duty killer but again i guess that rests in the single player yeah Because, you know, give me one powerful moment that's not killing civilians in an airport, and it'll be better than Call of Duty. Um, uh, How about you, Ed? Anything uh, underwhelm you?
1: Um, I saw Enslaved from Ninja Theory, and I was a big fan of uh, Heavenly Sword. So when I went into Enslaved, I was expecting to see something that would really grab my attention uh, like Heavenly Sword did. None of the the voice acting, dialogue stuff was really on display, but really all I got to see was some co-op, but not co-op, you know, just with an AI sort of piggybacking gameplay. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was interesting, but not really. Um, the combat was clunky, and I don't know, I just wasn't really all that enthused about it after I left. I don't the environment
2: know how... looked unique though. Like the I mean a post apocalyptic world has been done, you know, seven ways to Sunday, but they, they kind of did it in a little bit different way, I feel like.
1: A little more naturey. Yeah, more nature, I guess. Yeah.
2: Also more nature
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I didn't really explain why that was <laughs> disappointing very well, but
0: Well no, know. I mean you had hopes and they weren't met. Yeah. So, that that is disappointment in a nutshell. Mine, mine is EA Sports MMA. Okay. I was so looking forward to that. And I don't know what EA's problem is. (laughs) Hey, EA, what's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal? Apparently, if you have two men fighting each other, the only natural way for them to represent punching is to use the sticks. And it does not work in hmm. the MMA game. I'm sorry. Wait, so that's I, for punching? You said? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you I, kick? I I couldn't even get that far because when I picked up my demo, the first I pressed the button and I was on the ground. Huh. So I tackled him and we were in the we were in in the jostling for position on the ground and I couldn't figure out how to punch and then I moved the right stick and he punched. I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? And I I I don't know. Maybe I you know got stuck in the ground game and that's the and that's the part where where it's underwhelming or I don't know right. but something about it just did not feel right well do you like the fight night games sort of okay sort of um i like i like when i can punch using buttons
1: okay See, I I really like the Fight Night games, and I kind of like the the stick mechanics. So maybe it's more of a personal preference. It's like I'm kind of looking forward to EA MMA simply because I do like the Fight Night games. I feel like Fight Night is a little bit more like –
2: Fight Night a little more like
0: up close and personal.
1: Yeah, and also you only have two limbs to deal with as well. Right, right.
0: Well, a lot of people were excited for EA MMA because Fedor is in it, and guess what? They're disappointed now too. So he lost on Saturday mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Oh, and choked out in the first round too. It's not like what? Yeah, it's not like it was like a decision. He was choked out in the first round. Um, you know, you know what wrestling game was sweet though? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah All it was. Stars, easy. All stars is
0: so much fun. WWE All Stars. It brings back the old arcade wrestling. Yeah, wow, that was that
2: game fun. Yeah, it was just the only demos that they had were for John Cena versus The Rock, but it was awesome. (laughs) It was so over the top. It was like they had these finisher moves when you, like, built up your power-up bar or whatever. Um, And The Rock would just, like, punch him into the air, like, ten feet, and then jump up and do, like, some sort of Assassin's Creed (laughs) hawk-like dive on his body. It was crazy. Nice.
0: And and not to mention their character models. They just – they're – they have, like, these huge muscle chests and yeah. and huge legs with big muscles and eeny-peeny heads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the way every steroid junkie should look.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy. So, that, that was, that was a, a welcome, refreshing surprise.
1: Watching yeah. you guys play that brought me back to the old arcade days of the WrestleMania, the arcade game.
0: Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, where like they shot like like Undertaker could shoot projectiles and oh yeah, yeah the yeah. clown had the huge hammer and yeah man, those are the days. Both those are the days. Those were the games. I'm hoping. Oh god, I, I can't wait to see as the roster comes out for that. The amount yeah. of people they can add to that. That's a that's a very good idea that they had, and it it worked very very well. I'm I'm very pleased as a wrestling fan and as a gaming fan. That was awesome. Nice. Um, I wonder if they'll implement the create-a-wrestler feature that they do very, very well in SmackDown vs. Raw into that. Mm. Hmm. Oh, so, I, I don't know.
1: I have a question. Um, back in the Nintendo 64 days, I used to really get into the extensive move lists that you could set up for characters in um, – I don't know, what are those games called? No WWF No Mercy, or WWE, you No know, whatever it was at the time.
0: No Mercy um, WrestleMania 2000, yeah. Whatever. Yeah,
1: like, those had a really good complete move set, and, like, there was the grapple system, and you could really throw people around, and it felt like like these moves were powerful. Is this game more on, like, the recent trend of a lot of striking sort of action, or do you get to do a lot of big, like, throws and that kind of slams and stuff?
0: Oh, the, the slams are there. Yeah. The slams are there, and then when you hit them, there's, like, a ripple effect. Nice. Or, like, like, a ripple thing comes out where it's, like, boom, 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 And, like, like, the ripple goes out to the entire crowd. Oh, man. And, oh, yeah, like, you're jumping 30 I mean, Earthquakes and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, see, there's, there's no Mercy games. They were effective in showing the, the, bru- the brutality of it because, like, the screen would shake or you'd hear the really loud move. Or like if you punched a guy a certain way, you would hit him and it would make a different sound and he would just fall over. Yeah. <laughs> and, would, yeah and you knew that crumple. He would, yeah, he crumple. This is more like like a big slam and like the ring sh- and the world shakes. Right. And 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 the fans are. Like, I have to say though too, the fans in this game look better than any wrestling game before it. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but sidebar. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot, um, a lot or I, I would say though it's a good balance because there is striking too, mm-hmm. but it's not as striking focus. Is that would you say gotcha. that Dan?
2: Yeah, I would agree. Good. There, yeah. There's basically there's two buttons for strikes and there's two for grabs.
0: Yep. Okay. So. Simple as that. It's not as it's not too simple like Regions of WrestleMania was, but it's also not overtly complicated like the SmackDown vs. Raw series is. Right. So I nice. think
2: the, cool, the coolest part about it is the reversals though um, the shoulder buttons handle reversals one of them is for like you can block punches or, or strikes and the other is for blocking grabs and so like if someone grabs you you just hit that reversal real quick and you start like pulling them in another way and then if they hit the reversal then they'll pull you in a different way and you can get into like a solid like 15 second battle where you both are just going back and forth in this <laughs> crazy convoluted grappling contest and then Eventually, someone will throw someone like
1: outside the ring, and they'll explode, nice. <laughs> and they'll just explode, <laughs> and the game is over, and it ejects out of the console. <laughs>
2: and it ejects with such force it slices your thigh.
1: <laughs> oh man, um, Jason, how was yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom three?
0: <laughs> well, while we're
1: on the subject of intense fights
0: and and slicing, because there's a lot more swordplay in this game than I expect. Yeah. Whoa, that that's my reaction. Whoa, it, it it the graphics. I cannot say enough about the graphic style. If you haven't seen any gameplay uh, videos, do it. Uh, YouTube has a couple of them. A couple from uh, other websites. That whoa, it's like a living comic book. Nice. It, it really is. It, it's like like when the words appear on the screen, like the the, the 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 combo like twelve hits or whatever. It looks like the print of a comic book. And then, like, when the words ready and fight appear, it's, like, just out of a comic book. Um, all of the characters have this, this finish to them, like they're jumping out of the page at you. It's, it's, it's very, very, very good. Um, there were ten characters in our demo. Capcom side had Ryu from Street Fighter, Dante from Devil May Cry, um, Morgan and Felicia from Darkstalkers, and Chris Redfield from, from, from uh, Resident Evil. And then on the Marvel side, you had your Iron Man, Hulk, Deadpool, Wolverine, and uh, who was the fifth? Captain America. I wish we Captain America, but yeah, he was he was the fifth person. Um, Dante is insane. He might be the OP of the game. Um, just the combos that people were doing—like they would they'd hit him three times, jump him up into the air, do a couple more hits, and then do the slam down. And then when the slam down happened, for some reason, Dantes, the guy, would bounce, and because the guy <laughs> would bounce, you they could juggle him. They could do three, four, five more, then hit him in the air again, and it was like a twenty-two hit combo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was re- retarded, but um, <laughs> straight up
2: retards.
0: <laughs> but but all the things they've added to other characters and all that stuff is very very cool. I think my favorite edition is Deadpool, because mm-hmm. Deadpool is um. Deadpool is uh, funny as shit. Let me tell you. He is um, – he breaks the, the fourth wall so effectively. Um, when he dies, when he loses all of his health and gets taken out of the match, instead of going, Ugh, or no, like everybody else does, he just goes, you pressed the wrong button. <laughs> as it should be. And then during the, the beginning – um you suck,
1: yeah, and I'm dead because but, of you.
0: During the beginning taunt, he's like, who am I supposed to kill again? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the fighting was fast and frenetic just the way I remembered it. I know I've been playing a ton of Marvel Cap 2 since we got home. Got you excited, huh? Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. However, as much as I loved it, it came in second in my game of the show.
1: Oh, yeah, it did. And what what was number one? Epic
0: Mickey.
2: Epic Mickey. Who expected
1: Epic. that, listeners? Did you all expect that?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we being serious? No response. Yeah, we so being...
1: Epic Mickey was was definitely impressive. But tell us about it.
0: Um, it's 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 a it's a, it's an adventure game starring Mickey. It's pretty pretty good way to start with. With you have a you have two types of weapons. You have the paint, which is blue, and that will restore life to the world. And then you have the paint thinner, which is green, which will take things away. So like you'll see an archway, and it's faded out. But if you use the paint, it will come back. And if you use the thinner again, it will go away again. And it it sometimes makes things transparent, so you can pass through them like a wall. Or it makes them back into the world so you could jump on them like a platform. Um, There was one part where he was going through a treehouse, and he would jump on a platform, paint, platform, paint, platform, paint, all the way up to gather um, what he had to get. In in this demo, there is a place called – well, first of all, I have to say that it's a Disney museum in video game form. It really is. Warren Spector and Junction Point have done their research. Um, Basic story, all of the things that are forgotten or rejected in the world are in this little bottle. They have their own little world that the Disney wizard, Yen Sid, as they call him, created – for all of these things and they're in this bottle and mickey finds the bottle and he's like oh cool this is awesome and then he spills ink in it like a jackass Mm -mm. (laughs) He spills ink in it which creates this thing called the phantom blot which creates ruin and destruction and turns this beautiful place into the wasteland Mm -hmm. and then you have to go in and restore the life it's essentially super mario sunshine but a bit darker
2: and I, I really like the aspect that they went with from Mickey, where he's sort of like more mischievous, yeah, as opposed that, to like House of Mouse, like, "Come on, guys, we're gonna solve everyone's problems." <laughs> like, <laughs> instead, he's like, "I'm gonna go like mess with everyone." Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like, there's a morality system in a Mickey game,
1: which is very cool. It's persistent as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll like, and you have a little guide with you who will tell you when you're being a dick face. Um, <laughs> But
2: like, that,
1: it seems like generally everyone there is really sort of nervous about Mickey. Like they're they're not interested in him being around. Like yeah, they're
0: Yeah, he's gonna screw something up. Like, but but as far as the history goes, there is a part in this demo where where you are introduced to Smee. Mm-hmm. Or Smee is there, and you talk to Smee. First of all, if anyone saw a cutscene animation, tremendous. I know Eddie, yeah. and I, Eddie and I saw it at the Nintendo conference, and then I saw it on the floor. But the the graphic style on the on the um, uh, cutscenes is amazing. Yeah, it's
1: like they're taken from uh, the storyboarding, the way that they storyboard out their films.
0: Yeah, it looks just like it. But the, the the developer who was demoing the game for me and letting me play was telling me that Smee is an actual character, so he shouldn't have a place in the wastes or in the bottle because he's not forgotten. Right. He was in Peter Pan. However, the color scheme, the color of the clothes he is wearing is different from the actual um, Smee in Peter Pan. Like they, they had a color scheme for him. But then they changed it to the what it is now, and because of me, yes, and because of that, that character with those clothes was forgotten.
2: Which to me that that's cool, but at the same time, it feels like a little bit of a cop out. So they can kind of just use like other Disney characters that already exist, perhaps. Yeah, Well um, I'm fine with that. Like, I mean, hey, Kingdom Hearts did it well, so
0: yeah. And as as far as the morality system goes. there's a part where you have to gather tiki masks for a guy in the tiki room disney people for a guy named tiki sam who is a rejected goofy drawing disney people um and he, he wants you to get masks so you have to go and collect masks now you can go and collect all three masks and be a good guy or you can be a douche and here's how you collect one mask you give it to tiki sam you leave the tiki room you go to the back of the tiki room you paint thin the wall you go into the back of the place grab the mask give it to him again That's two. (laughs) And repeat. And repeat a third time. But here's the cool thing about it. Say you do that, right? Say you do that and you have two masks. But then you go grab the other two and deliver them. He'll know there's four. He'll know you tried to trick him. And for the rest of the game, he'll treat you bad. He'll charge you more. And he'll generally be pissed off at you Mm -hmm. for the rest of the game. That is very cool. That, I thought... Was a very awesome touch. Nice,
1: yeah. And even less, less obviously, um, just the way that you solve the problems of the world. The the guy presenting uh, said would affect the way that I guess just affect your game. Um, so you you can either destroy things to to solve your problems, to like complete your objectives, or you can create things to complete your objectives, and the game sort of pays attention and remembers whether you are the type who does create things, or if you uh, accomplish your goals by basically deleting tune from the world, and one being good and one being bad. Um, and th- that's cool to me because you do that all the time. That's like part of your, your general gameplay style is uh, either painting or thinning, so it really comes into play.
0: Yep, that's why it has my gold medal. For mm-hmm. you, also, you didn't even mention the uh, Steamboat Willie segment. It's oh, like, man! Yeah, <laughs> like oh,
2: man! Kind of, and uh, it's not terribly complicated, but it's still a lot of fun, and it brings back
0: some cool old... Cartoon. The guy was telling me it's completely authentic. Yeah, it, but it's completely yeah. authentic, but also changed because of the world it's in. Like Pete is at the helm. Big uh-huh. big Pete is at the helm yeah. of the boat. But the, the cow is still hanging by the crane, and the boat is completely the way it was in Steamboat Willie. It oh yeah, it, it the the authenticity is surreal.
1: And from a gameplay perspective, it is. They're saying it's going to eliminate load times. As you're playing, it's going to be loading in the background. So once you're done, you're in the level that you're supposed to be going to.
0: I love it. I love it. Gold star, gold medal, game of the show for me personally, um, with silver going to Marvel Cap 3 and bronze going to Portal 2. Nice. Um, I would have picked Portal 2, but I didn't play it. Right. And I would have picked Marvel Cap 3, but it's 3. Yeah. Whereas Mickey is an original idea. So that that was my deciding factor. Um, how about you guys? Dan, what gets your gold star? Oh, man. I have to decide? No, well, um, no. If you have two or three, then you can just yeah. throw three out, and then we'll decide for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll say what you like. Just... Fair enough. <laughs> um,
2: if I had to pick, I would probably say... Um...
0: That game with the stuff?
2: That game with the stuff. I feel like I saw so many previews. I think, or not previews, um, sequels. I saw so many sequels this E3. Um, I would say Dead Space Two, Mafia Two, um, which a lot of people are getting down on, but I really liked it. Um,
1: you only played it for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> what it's Like
2: fifteen minutes. It's a, it's a demo that they're coming out with at the beginning of August and. I don't know it's it's not anything terribly new. They haven't reinvented the wheel or anything, but it's it's very looks very good feels really
1: good. What about uh, it is a standout feature
2: um storytelling I would say it it feels like you are playing the Godfather of the movie, but not in the way that the Godfather of the game did it if that uh-huh. makes sense. I don't okay. know if you ever played that game, but it really didn't do the movies justice because, well, one, the graphics weren't that great. But two, it was more about like you go into a store and you rough up this guy and you're like, hey, what's the matter? You give me money and then he gives you money and then you go to the next store and you do the same thing. And um, But, yeah, it's, it is – it's graphically very impressive, destructible cover, uh, very um, – the, the hit detection has a lot of punch to it. So if you shoot someone, it's, it's more like Call of Duty where you kind of get that little like – I don't know if you know what I'm talking about that the um I don't know it just feels really visceral I guess it
0: mm-hmm. stuns like a hit will yeah. stun. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. like Call of Duty where you just go bah, 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 and they die without any stun like if you hit a guy he'll be like Ugh! and then he'll he'll take a second to recover
2: yeah I guess it's more like uh Red Dead where th- there's a lot of punch to whenever you shoot someone right you like
1: die. you see their body move really great right. yeah I guess Way to describe it, so like, was... Res-
0: like a Resident Evil 4, where like if you shot the guy in the arm, he would react to the arm. If you shot him in the leg, he would react in the leg. That kind of thing, or yeah, yeah, okay,
2: definitely. Also, just like tons of blood, <laughs> tons of blood. <laughs> that, that
1: always helps.
2: Explode with blood. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, so I would probably say those two um, sequels, Dead Space 2 and Mafia 2, are probably at the top of my list. But a, a bunch of other games I'm really hopeful for, but I, I guess I'm
0: just not sure about yet, like Homefront, for example. Right. Okay. Um, Eddie, what was what was what was number one in your E3 journey? Well,
1: the most fun I had playing a game was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, I got yeah, I got some time. ...doing the multiplayer, which I was sort of wary about coming in... ...because I was like, eh, how are you going to do multiplayer? This doesn't seem right. And I sat down and played multiplayer, and it was awesome. Um, I mean, I liked it. It it was perfect for my taste. So basically, they showed us one mode. I don't know how many modes they're going to have in their multiplayer... ...but they showed us wanted mode, where each person has one target... ...among the other players... And they are targeted by by one other player to begin with, and um you have to you're given basically just a portrait of your target and a little circular radar it's like a three sixty degree thing, so it shows you the direction of your target and the distance by how wide or narrow the the wedge is pointing in that direction, so you follow it and you get to the point where. They can. You're you're within earshot. You're within uh, the line of sight. So now you have to be stealthy. And as if you were in the single player game, um, if you make, if you run, if you do something high a high profile um, action that would alert a guard in the single-player game, then your target in the multiplayer game will also be alerted. They'll get a little red alert at the bottom of their screen saying, you're being tailed, get out of there. So as as a target, your job is to break the line of sight, hide, wait for a timer to run down, and then the person chasing you is reassigned a new target, and that's their punishment for for not being stealthy. Now, if the person catches you, they assassinate you, you're dead. Um, you could also do it silently by blending, by, you know, moving quietly, by leaping off of uh, a building, which was the favorite, my favorite thing that I did to someone. I leapt off of the side of a, an awning right onto them for a kill. And you, you get the kill, and you also get bonus points for doing it in some snazzy way, either silently or acrobatically or hidden. Like, you can kill someone from out of a haystack. Um... And each time you get a new target, and as you be, as you go up in rank, I believe this is what I was led to believe by the person uh, demonstrating or or you know just guiding us as we played, was that as you go up in rank, more people are assigned to kill you. So maybe you you might have one person on you at first, but as you be, you're in first place for a while, now two people are hunting you. So I think that's really cool. Uh, what what's unfortunate though is that you can't actually like counter kill the person who's chasing you which I really wanted to do and died because I tried to do it but you can do like this humiliation move which is like slapping them or something as they try to attack you and then they get reassigned a, a new target but it, it works really well primarily because of uh, the alert system and the the target reassigning because I would think like oh well these are people how would they not know where I am like if they see me again they'll be able to kill me but because it reassigns a target, it takes care of that problem. And it was a lot of fun. You have a bunch of different choices too. There are a, are a bunch of different characters you can choose, each with different weapons, different kill animations, and every time you play, you select two special abilities that come in pairs. And when I played, one of them was a smoke bomb, which helps you escape. Um, and another one was like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it duplicates your character so that when you're hunter you the assassin following you is nearby the you will appear to be like seven of yourself and they won't know who's who um and it gives you a chance to get away other ones are more offensive like there's the hidden gun um a few others that i can't remember but definitely cool they they integrated multiplayer in a way that i didn't expect and was pleasantly surprised to experience
0: yeah, I was I did play at the PlayStation booth.
1: That was wall of wow. text in in podcast form. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> I played it at the the PlayStation booth and I was wowed. Yeah. I really was. I thought it was very very cool. And definitely something to look forward to. Eddie, if you had to give the gold, you would say Assassins?
1: Um playable Assassin's Creed, uh non-playable journey. journey. Yep. Yeah.
0: I so.
2: Street lights People...
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, Couldn't... Could, yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, not as good as our Rock Band 3 performance, but... Oh, that was sick. That will be talking about for another time, I suppose. This was the June 2010 replay of the Versus Note podcast. Lots to replay, but we did the best we could. So if we missed something, suck it. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, for Dan Crabtree and Editor-in-Chief Eddie Zotto. whoa, I almost called myself the Editor-in-Chief. For, <laughs> for Dan and Eddie, I am Associate Editor Jason Finelli. signing off until next time. Happy gaming. Adios. Arrivederci. We gotta move. We gotta move. We gotta move.